welcome to the Game Raven Review Podcast. My name is Henry J., your producer, and this week is going to be a little bit different. As you may or may not know, we are all volunteers here at Game Raven Review, and sometimes our real lives catch up with our Game Raven Review lives, and we have to put our real lives first, which is what is happening this week. But we will still have a podcast for you. We are going to talk with Kyle Berger who developed Pixelot, which is out right now. We interviewed him a couple of weeks ago on our Twitch channel, and I decided to share this interview with you for this week until we can get back next week and be with you and bring you a brand new episode of the Game Raven Review podcast. So without further ado, here is our interview with Kyle Berger from Pixelot that we did a couple of weeks ago. Enjoy, have fun, be safe. We'll see you next week. So I'm super happy to host Kyle Berger. Yes, wave for us. Um, he is the solo developer of Pixelot. And um, we love, we love solo devs here. We do. Um, and I'm super excited to hear um, all about your game. So first, before we jump into the game itself, um, I am Puppet Master and I am... Um, I guess you could call me the founder of Game Raven. And with us today is Brotuzak. Brotuzak, do you want to Hello. introduce yourself? Yeah, I am Brotuzak, and I am part of Game Raven. And I also do my little streams on the side too, but we love promoting indie developers and we love indie games. So that's what we're here for. Absolutely. And Kyle, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us all about who you are, what you do, what you've done. <laughs> sure. So I'm just a regular guy. You know, I'm a dad of a one-year-old daughter and you know my wife and I have been married for almost six years now I um, work full-time as a software developer so I just do this stuff for fun you know I grew up playing you know games with my Game Boy Advance and DS and all that fun stuff so I just really love the genre so I wanted to create something of my own very cool so um what was your first game then that you ever played do you remember oh it had to be Pokemon Blue for sure nice nice there you go Yes. I was more of a red a red guy myself, but I can appreciate that. Well, my parents gave me. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, I was the same as you, Kyle. I played blue. My brother got red. Uh, actually, he started with yellow, actually, but then he got um, Pokemon red, and then I got blue. So, yeah, great stuff. Who was your starter? Oh, I had to pick Squirtle. I mean, if you got blue. Yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Plus, the first gym's way easier with Squirtle. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Nice. That's I just awesome. like to torture myself. It's okay. <laughs> yes. Um, well, uh, we're going to be doing our interview a little bit differently today. We Instead of like doing kind of a dry interview, I am actually going to start playing this game. I have not really jumped into Pixelot yet, so it'll be a fresh run for me. And I thought as I'm playing, you can kind of just like walk me through um, some of, I don't know, just your thoughts, whatever. We'll keep it super organic. Um, but before... I do that. What is Pixelot? Like, tell us what in the world this game is and what made you want to make a game <laughs> by yourself and how you did it. Just give us a little synopsis of everything Pixelot. Sure. So I wanted to play an RPG on my phone 
and all the ones out there were terrible. And so I said, all right, I'm tired of just like scrolling through the Google Play Store, looking at stuff that I don't want to play, or things that are just pay to win, or just those gotcha style games. So I thought, you know, I really loved, um, you know, Pokemon and Final Fantasy and games like Fire Emblem. So I thought, what if I just kind of put them all together? Mm. My goal was to create a game that was very approachable for every kind of player. But then as you get more into it, it gets more difficult, more challenging, more in-depth. And you can really, you know, kind of customize your way through it. I wanted it to be, so in Pokemon, you know, you have hundreds and hundreds of different things to choose from for your team. So I wanted to kind of carry that same style in the pixel art. You know, I didn't want everyone to have the same exact playthrough. I wanted people to kind of create their own character, make their own story. So that's kind of the, the game plan behind creating the game. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I really I liked that because I was what was when you you watched me play it, was my team like completely different from like your team or any other teams or because yeah, I had to tinker a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think most people generally start heading towards the better characters towards the end of the game. Yeah, because it kind of flows towards that. But even the end game teams are vastly different. And they make a big impact, as you saw, you know, on the different yeah. It was It was crazy how I just I just changed one character out. I was like, well, I just need more, like, bonuses or healing. And then that just, like, I was like, oh, I just mopped the floor. Like, that was <laughs> all I had to do. Yeah. <laughs> I would be going to this was like, I have the most powerful squad. And then I just face a boss that just destroys me in, like, one turn. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to need to do something different. And I'm glad that you came in there and we're kind of like, well, hey, how about you <laughs> pick this guy? He's got, you know, he's got this spell that's going to do some massive damage and it might change things for you. So I really liked that. Had my own little strategy guide on the side there. Yeah, I got a lot of feedback that people wanted to be able to change things up pretty. You know, when I first made the game, you, know, you kind of had to level each character up individually if they weren't on your team. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of feedback, you know, that people wanted to switch things in and out. So that's why I started allowing you to level up the guys in your army without actually having them in your party. I did like that. That helped a whole lot with, but even if you didn't have, I think if you didn't have them in your main party, they leveled up just a tad slower, if I'm right. correct. Cause I would swap something out. And I'm like, oh, I'm level like, I was like level 78 and I'm like, oh, they're only level 74. Hopefully it doesn't like affect uh, anything, but it, it really didn't. And I thought that was a great idea to put that in there. So I don't have to be like, all right, I gotta go back and grind with a new team right. when also, the cool thing that you implemented is that there wasn't, you didn't have like grinding. You, you were right. kind of grinding for materials. So you could, you would get to like the level, I think the furthest ahead I ever was, was I was like five levels above the like, uh, I guess the forced encountered enemies right. that you had. They were kind of like Pokemon trainers where you'd, you'd, they'd catch you and then you'd say something uh, snarky and then you had to play <laughs> or play against them. So. Well, I, I am like really excited to play this. So, um, if if you don't mind, I'm gonna, um, I am going to start playing. And um, if you have the stream up, you can see kind of what I'm doing. The first part is the most fascinating to me, actually. So, um, let me just uh, get into this transition here, um, and we can get into it. Let's see. Cool. So the first part uh, is super customizable. Like, this is the most customizable that I have seen a game, actually. Um, 
that looks like this. So when I first came into your game, I'm like, okay, little like, you know, pixelized characters, cute, that look great. Um, but, oh my gosh, I can choose a paladin, a reaper, a ranger, a sage, an oracle, a ninja. Okay, like already you can see that this game has so much to offer. So, um, can you tell us about each of the each of the little classes and uh, you know why you implemented them and what maybe what what your favorite is maybe? Sure. So my favorite is definitely the paladin, and then uh, so all the characters in the game are made after my friends and family. So they're nice. all like real people. Yeah. yeah. So like Brandon is Kyle's br brother in the game. He's actually my brother in real life, and so he always liked the uh, you know the reaper kind of character. So that's why I made that class. Paladin's definitely my favorite. You know, I always like to do the, you know, you're able to kind of take big hits, heal yourself, but also do some good damage. So that's kind of the idea behind the Paladin. The Reaper is kind of, you know, the Dark Knight that heals himself as he does damage. He's got strong ice and dark damage. The Ranger is all about shooting arrows and dealing nature damage and kind of turning, you know, the enemy's strength against them. The Sage is kind of the master of all. You know, he can do damage, he can heal. He kind of gets outclassed a little bit later in the game sometimes, but he's kind of your red mage from Final Fantasy. Nice. Then the Oracle's kind of just, you know, it's the main healer class. It can do some quick damage if you really need it to, but its main strength is that it's able to heal everybody at once and keep them all pretty close to max health. And then the Ninja is just the wild card, you know, it does a lot of damage. It can reflect attacks, it can make your whole party invisible. It's got a lot of unique skills that kind of make it a different playthrough. Oh. So I got a lot of feedback, yeah, that people didn't really know what each of the classes did, so I added the screen so you can see yeah, some I, of their same yeah. attacks and the differences in stats. Gosh. See, yeah, this I is the part I that always makes, like, it makes me stop and it takes me the longest. I'm like, oh my gosh, which one Which one do I do? What did you pick, we, bro? Yeah, I was going to say, I, pick, I picked the Dark Knight, but my trouble, like, to, before I streamed it, I picked just the Ninja. Uh, just to see if it would run and you know play well on stream and then I was like, you know what? I think I'll play the Dark Knight instead because I was just like that's cool. That's cool. I like that. I like that You know, I, I like any anything with like a health steal is really cool. I, yeah. I really like that So the do you play Magic the Gathering the then? Oh, go ahead I was gonna say the Ranger is definitely the hardest one to play as because it's mm. the first character you get So you don't have a healer very often. Mm-hmm Nice. Do you yeah, play the black I, deck in uh, Magic the Gathering then bro? I don't play Magic the Gathering. Oh, you don't? Okay. No. <laughs> Here I am. I'm like, you're probably a gamer. You if, play Magic. I bet, yeah, if, I bet yeah, if I did. <laughs> yeah, I probably. probably. Yeah. Well, I'm going to choose the, shade, the Sage just because it sounds like the most balanced. And uh, that feels go. that feels good to me. So, um, yeah. So, this is the part that it was so cool to me that you could customize this. This is different than... Like even Pokemon, you know, you were talking about how you started with Pokemon. What what made you want to like include this much customization? Was it hard to include this much? And like, why? <laughs> well, I wanted people to, you know, kind of have their own adventure. You know, I didn't want it to be, you know, you're kind of forced into playing someone else's story. I wanted you to be able to feel like it was your story too. Yeah. 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 Well. Um. I'm going to be a lady. Then, yeah, I got a lot of feedback that people wanted to have different skin tones, so I just put that in. Yeah. In That's awesome. The thing that cracked me up the most is when you change the hair, and it just it ever so slightly changes by a few pixels. Yeah. 
It's there's a secret that if you tap on the uh, the character, you get a headband. <gasps> oh! Whoa! What? Cool. You know? I missed that. Yeah, there's All a right. couple of different hidden things <laughs> in the game for sure. Cool. There you go. I'm gonna have blue hair. Cause I like blue hair. Okay, here we go. There once the was a great knight. king who ruled over Pixelot. The kingdom uh, prospered under his kind rule. The king split his kingdom between his three sons. Dissonant, the eldest, did I say that right? Forged, oh Discontent. no, I missed. Discontent, the eldest killed his brothers and took over their kingdoms. Oh, the dark lord brought great peril to all of Pixelot. What a jerk. In defiance, heroes gathered six elemental crystals. The power of the crystals sealed away the Dark Lord. But the darkness is gaining new strength in Pixelot. N, can you hear me? The world of Pixelot needs you. It's a super unique story off the bat. I, I was gonna say, I'm getting like <laughs> some like Zelda vibes. Did you ever play Zelda? Oh, for sure. Nice. I played all of them. What was your favorite? Ocarina of Time. Oh, everybody so says good. that. Nice, I know, though. I like, <laughs> seasons. It's... That too. Yeah, that was a really good one. I, personally, I liked Wind Waker. Nobody likes Wind Waker, but I love Wind Waker it. was really good. Yeah, music was great. Speaking of which, tell us about your music in this game. So it's all free to use from online. I didn't make it myself. I'm not that talented. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> yeah, I just found things that I thought kind of fit the different maps and fit the battles and went with it. I wow. loved the boss music. It was just, I was like, ugh, some of these guitar solos. They <laughs> Even good. though they were free, I was like, this is so good. <laughs> and it just blasted at you too. It would just, the music would just change instantly and you're just like, oh, we're, we're, we're gaming now. <laughs> yeah. When the characters talk, it makes a little like mumble sound, so I recorded that one myself. Did you really? <laughs> oh, I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> okay. That's you. I, I was kind of hoping that that was you. You're just up in a microphone going like... Yep. Because uh, the sound was so weird. It's It reminded me of Animal Crossing a little bit, kind of how they talk-ish. Wow. Okay, my name is Astrum. I called you here to ask for your help. Who's Astrum? Spoilers. Oh, I'm gonna. F I, I can hear no you. Spoilers. I know, no spoilers. I can hear you doing the. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so funny. I was like, what is that? Oh, please understand that this journey will not be an easy one. In your journey, you will recruit many friends and face many monsters. Before you depart, I should help you get on your way, on your feet in this new land. You can move around by using. W-A-S-D keys or the arrow keys. You can run faster by holding down the... S oh, the space bar! That's an interesting choice. Why did you choose the space bar? I thought it was the biggest button. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you thought correctly because it probably is the biggest uh, button. Yeah, actually, true, true. <laughs> I forgot to ask you, too. Uh, were you ever going to implement like some sort of controller support or was it going to stay keyboard mouse? I'm working on it now. So. Okay. Awesome. The problem is I got to make the whole game keyboard compatible, right? To make it controller compatible. So I finished the menu screen. I'm working through the uh, game screen now. Okay. Yeah, I did think it might be a little hard with uh, like controller 
because I noticed it got a lot easier for me once I finally got the hang of the keyboard mouse. You were able to just do stuff really quickly uh, without kind of having to move over a bunch of times. But you did say that there is a setting in the game that has it to where you can kind of, what would you call it? Where you just memorize the moves from the prior right. battle. Yeah. Yeah, I got feedback about that. And so I put that in. It makes the game so much faster and turn that on. Okay, cool. I like that you can like tab through things during battle. Okay, okay. Nice. There is a lot of information that you're presenting, but I feel like you're walking us through it like really well so far, which is great. Let's tap the slime to attack him. Oh, oh, it's like. Oh, ouch, it looks like he poisoned me. <laughs> Click on my health bar, I can see my status. Oh, cool. I love all the colors too. Yeah. Color coding. <laughs> Do you like color code journals and stuff like as you're like studying? <laughs> I wish I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of web development, so I do a lot of like the UI design. So I use a lot of colors. Nice. Okay. Using an elix elixir will restore my health and heal my illness. Okay. Tap on myself to use the elixir. Okay. Let's finish this. I'm losing my mind right now because someone is in one of my discords and I don't even know which one it is and it keeps beeping. Like oh no. so many times and I'm like trying to figure out what it is so I'm like losing concentration right now. <laughs> I oh. think it stopped. It was like boop. Boop, boop, for like 10 minutes. I'm like, please stop. Yes. Um, do you, so, oh, hey, look, see, that's, it happens sometimes, everyone. Um, please hold. Every, I like, told you that 15, I... 20 minutes or something? I don't know what it is, and we've tried to troubleshoot it, I think, for the last, like, two months or something, and just every single time. I, I really think that you gotta, like, go into your... I forget what it is, but you got to open up that like black screen and like delete files from the from Discord and then re-download the entire thing cuz when you uninstall something it, it still leaves like small files. Right, right. Yeah. Um I actually um have done that. Um and it didn't do really? much. Yep. Yep. And uh oh, I God. yeah, I did all kinds of stuff, but I, I I'm going to troubleshoot again. I think it's my computer maybe. Because it doesn't happen to anybody else. I think I met one other person that it happens to. I think Discord just picks yeah. on me. <clears throat> it might be... Yeah, you're going to need to get a, an actual PC at some point. Oh, yes, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Well done, you made that look easy. I. It looks like he left behind a treasure chest. Okay, you can open the treasure chest by clicking when next to them. All right. A hero hammer. Interesting that you started with the hammer. Um, is that just for the sage itself, or does everybody get their own unique? Actually, I think some of them get the same, but a couple of them are different. So I think a lot of the characters that use swords get a sword, but I think the weeper gets an axe, and I think the sage gets a hammer. Nice. It's dangerous to go without a weapon. Is that a reference to um, it's dangerous to go alone? Take this. Yeah. Nice. Sure. Got I it. Love that, yeah. <laughs> yep. I love it. A little Let's nod look. to Legend of Zelda. There's a lot of those. Right? Yeah. 
Speak, speaking of references and when we get to that point, because I need to know where you came up with all these dad jokes. Oh, I mean, they're not from me. I talked about it in the podcast, and it was just like almost, I think it was every single enemy that you learned. <laughs> it was like every single one. I was like, dude, this guy's crazy. I, I, <laughs> I get a lot of eye rolls on my wife. Yeah, I, I, I think every there's a few people in my chat. It was just like grown <laughs> some of these jokes, but I loved them. It was hilarious because I love just terrible jokes like that. Yeah, exactly. I was also going to say, so through the whole, like, just making the game and figuring everything out, what was like the most, I guess, difficult hurdle to like, get past? I mean, I think there's so much. Yeah, there's so much to an RPG that like you don't think about, like EXP curves and mm -hmm. managing and balancing like damage versus like the different stats. Like, there's a lot of like intense math that goes into it that you just kind of take for granted. Like, if you ever look up the damage formula for Pokemon, like you'll be or the catch formula, like it's crazy. Right. And so it's just trying to figure out all of those different crazy formulas that you got to put in there. Yeah, because I know, like, the way that games do something, it's, like, exponentially increased. Like, you know, I think it's, like, the amount of XP from 1 to 2 is only, like, let's say 10 for, you know, sake of an argument. And then the XP from, like, 99 to 100 is 10 million or 10 billion. Yeah, so what I did was at um, every 10 levels, the amount of XP you need jumps by a lot. Okay. And it kind of, like, balances out the whole leveling process. And so that's that why sense. your characters are only, like, a little bit behind. Okay, yeah. I, I noticed, I really liked that, that I was only like one or two levels behind. And I did like every battle, and I kind of, I mean, I did most of the side quests. And on, when I did do all the side quests, that's what I was saying earlier, I was I was five levels ahead. But then it still, it evened itself out right. uh, once I stopped doing like, because I was like, I want to beat this game. I don't want to do all these side quests. But yeah. <laughs> I mostly do all the side quests, but I was like, I'm, I'm trying to beat this. So I've played it for almost like four or five days now. I noticed too, um, props to when you equip a, um, a weapon, your stats change. I have not seen that I usually that. in RPGs. That um, makes a lot of sense, right? Because <laughs> I'm far right. more effective if I'm holding a sword than I am not holding a sword. <laughs> Pixelated numbers make me happy when they go up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was. That was my favorite thing we were talking about because later on in the game, like you just, you get a weapon and then I'm like, oh, I can upgrade this up to max. And then you'll get another weapon. You're like, it's already better than the other. I was like, all right, you swap it out. And then you're like, got to keep upgrading it. I love it so much. Premiere is saying 100% completion or bust. Oh like, my you gosh. You do it, Premiere. Yes. <laughs> it's your turn. So I see you have like a Pokedex type of thing. Yeah. Nice. So you can see all the different ones that you've, uh, You've defeated. So this one is Earth. Beast Oh, you said jerk. Uh, jerks jokes with this one. Yeah, in the bottom there's like different. Um, so he's living in this limelight, like the limelight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all their own bad jokes that are associated. With oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Can I'm you tell us? I'm gonna go back and look at all those now because I, I should have most of the monsters. Can you tell us about the different um, regions? So it looks like there's uh, Myria. Yep. So Myria is kind of the first third of the game. And then, you know, it's kind of your typical, you know, you're in the forest, you know, you go to the magic city. It's kind of your standard kind of RPG kind of land. 
Worm is the island of dragons, so you fight a bunch of dragon monsters, you go through a volcano, kind of like a beachy feel. And then Vanguard is all in the snow, that's kind of like the Paladin Reaper land. And then Hyperion... Gotta have an ice level. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of ice levels. Um, Hyperion is like the desert, it's like a war capital. Nice. So it's all about exploring the desert. Yeah, because that's the one that's the Civil War, right? Right. Yeah. There's a lot of story that goes into this, which is also baffling to me that you did this all by yourself. It's so crazy to me. I can't believe it. It was, I think it ended up being like 250,000 lines of code or something. Whoa. Woo. That's so well, much. I had, so I had heard before that you were already a software developer, correct? Right. So you had a little bit of uh, knowledge or at least a lot of knowledge <laughs> behind it. Was yeah. the coding was the coding more difficult than actually making the game look? I, I guess I don't know. Like doing the coding compared to like coming up with ideas for the game. I mean, I think both of those areas weren't that hard. I think a lot of it was trying to figure out how to draw things. Okay, <laughs> and you, you drew all the yeah you, right. So I drew it you all. You drew all the like pixels and everything. Okay, what was the uh, um, what do they call it? What was the the software that you used to make the game? So it is the framework is called libgdx. It's not very okay. well heard of, but it's the framework. I was like, I've never, I've never heard of that. Yeah, <laughs> it's the framework I first found when I made my first game, Toast, which is just like a basic side-scrolling jumping game, kind of like Flappy Bird or like the you know the dinosaur game. Oh, okay. on the internet. It's like that. Are you like a you're like a piece of toast and you're getting like butter and jam or something? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. You jump over other pieces of food. Um, okay, there you go. So that's what I used for that. And then, you know, I was using this and then I heard about Unity when I was already like three years in. So I was oh, like, yeah, that was now. Yeah. Was, so the, what you used, was it at least user-friendly or like easy to use or did it take you, take you a while to kind of like master it? So the thing about LibGDX is it doesn't do anything for you. It essentially, oh. you have a screen and you draw everything to the screen. What it does for you is it ports it to Android, iOS, and computer. So it's pretty much everything's done by hand. So all these menus are all drawn. You know, I draw like a rectangle and then I draw another rectangle. So <laughs> that's how it all works. Versus like in Unity, you know, okay. you load up all the different assets for the menus and interact with them. It kind of holds your hand a little bit, but there's, you know, there's trade-offs either way. You know, when you have to yeah. do it all yourself, you get a lot more customization. Right. Which I think that work. was, I think that was like, you know, a blessing for you to you know, have a little bit more creative control with doing everything because I mean, this is for for it not sounding like a unique game. You know what I mean? It is a really unique game. So I really enjoyed it. And that's why it was pretty good to have all that stuff there. Um, I was going to talk about, you know, how how many times did you like change the game during development? What do you like? Mean? Like how many times did you go through like you did one thing and then you kind of looked back at it and you're like, I'm going to fix this or make it different. Oh, all the time. I mean, especially the art, you know, I redid the, the art tons and tons of times. And then I ended up in all the different formulas for XP and damage and all of that just changed over and over and over again. And every time I put out an update, I figured out how to make it. So when I make the update, I just reset everyone's characters to what they should be. So like there was a big okay. bug that characters you didn't use were endlessly being promoted so they'd have like 9,000 stats so <laughs> I the next go. update you know, reset them to the stats they should have 
So yeah. there's a bunch of different fixes I had to do for that. Well, I mean, you got to make it perfect, right? It's your game. Right. Yeah. I uh actually I got to be right back. I had something happen. I'll be right back. Okay, Give me one cool. Second. Yeah. Mute myself really quick. I love the the like um when you get something done. Yay! It's so great. <laughs> you got the loot. <laughs> do 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 yeah. do. <laughs> so what was your favorite part of developing this? If you could choose a favorite part. I think coming up with the story and kind of seeing it all come to life. You know, cuz I had dreamed about this for so long, I was kind of thinking about ideas in my head, you know, over the five years it took me to make it. You know, it was cool to like see it actually come to fruition this last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you released on uh, March 31st, I think, right? For Steam, yeah. So I initially released the first third of the game on Android and iOS in, I think, 2018. Okay. Maybe 2019. And then the next year, you know, I released the second third, and then this year. When I released the Steam, I released the rest of the game for the Android and iOS versions. Wow, very cool, very cool. Um, are, and he might have asked before, but are you are you looking to expand to other consoles? I mean, I I would love to put it on Switch, but it's kind of hard to to get Nintendo to look at you mm. until you get enough attention. Yeah, do you know you know the number. Reasonably gonna get that. You know, like, do you know the number for like downloads or like? revenue for them to send you like a, a switch dev kit i assume it's a couple thousand downloads okay Steam. do you know the number that you're at now if you don't mind me asking i do it's not anywhere close <laughs> <laughs> well i love it and i think everyone else should buy it on either android or steam what's it it's like what three dollars on steam and then i think it's 15 on it's 15 on steam or, yeah sorry three dollars three dollars on android 15 on steam and so people always ask, yeah. you know, why did you make the prices so different? And so there's a lot of like theology that goes behind that. And yeah. no one will buy a $3 game on Steam. They, they'll just say, no, this game's crap. And so mm. you can't really price it for much lower. But you can't make a game on the phone more than $3. Because they're saying, yeah. no, I oh, yeah. no. $15 for a phone game. Mm -hmm. like $15 for a phone game? Yeah, See, he calls it a phone game, too. Yeah. <laughs> a phone game, we're, yes. We're, we had a podcast earlier, and we were talking about... Uh, mobile games is what the correct way that they were explaining to me and i was like no it's a phone game it's a phone game <laughs> yeah yeah it's interesting you bring that up because i think um for any creative right it when you go to actually put your creation out into the world it's like how do i price this like how do i place worth on this um what was what was kind of i mean you don't have to go into super you know a lot of depth into it but like what was your process with that like what did you did you go through a lot or did you just like this is the number i i know of <laughs> no i so i went back and forth a lot and so i looked at similar games that were on the steam go on the steam store with similar content similar genre different things like that and so that's kind of where i made my decision mm -hmm. you know looked at other indie developers you know I didn't want to shortchange myself because this game does have over 20 hours of content and there's a lot to do. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of customization. So I, it's not really, I don't want people to think it's less than it is. Right. That was kind of my thought process behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's definitely a psychology, like, um, you know, whenever you're buying anything, if you see that it's a certain price and you're like, well, it must be worth that. So it's not worth it. Um, right. Yeah. I, I have learned that. Uh, over and over just in my experience with business is just like something is worth whatever value you place on it and right. um, 
yeah, I mean, I so far I can see there's a lot of substance to this game. A lot of replay value. I mean, if you play through as one character, you have a bunch of others that you can experience different things with. And um, uh, is this multiplayer? Will it be multiplayer? I wish I was cool enough to make it multiplayer. <laughs> I have to start buying servers and figure out how to do all of that. Yeah. I don't know if I'm. I'd have that would be cool. Like, uh, cool. like, because uh, uh, later on in the game, you get to do uh, an arena area. It'd be cool to kind of do like a little PvP and see which people would be making meta teams and like which yep. team would be best against like certain, you know, certain other players. So I think that would be really cool. But, you know, it would be really cool. I've definitely thought about it. So it's asking me if if I will take care of all of the wolves once and for all. Yeah, um, you can hit more, and then he'll just keep asking you. He just keeps at. Okay, I was like, yeah, is this like a more. split? Because <laughs> you're gonna laugh. Freaking I Garrett. don't. Freaking Garrett, that guy. So <laughs> Freaking Garrett with two R's. What? Um, two R's and two T's. Two R's and two T's. Yes. That's how he spells it in real life. <laughs> Do your friends know that you have, like, done this? And what has been their reactions? Oh, they love it, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Garrett, Garrett's a total bro. I love he that. totally is. Really <laughs> <a good one. laughs> it was cracking me up every time he's talking to any of the bad guys. He's like, bro, no. Every time. I'll you in the face. <laughs> yeah. I knew I could count on you, bro, right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. <sighs> I, I like it because I feel like the, the, the dialogue is a little more, like, I guess, realistic, modern, instead right. of it being, like, you know, just... I think Henry, we talked to Henry about kind of, like, dialogue in certain games, and it was just like, hey, I'm coming with you. And they're like, okay, I'm coming with you, too. And then it's like, bloop, has joined the party. This one's a little more personable, I suppose, because you have, you use kind of your friend's personality well I didn't say like used but you you know right. use Bottom friends personalities to kind of uh, kind of build a more personable relationship with the uh, player with the dialogue I was also gonna ask um, I was curious because I haven't been reached out uh, too much by developers to, like play their games usually they'll reach out to uh, puppet or the game Raven channel. So I was curious uh, how you ended up finding me to play your game for you. So I went on Twitch and I searched for people playing, you know, Valheim, Genshin Impact, kind of any RPG that was kind of similar. Okay. And I went through the lists and I followed them. I checked their Twitter. I messaged them on that. I emailed them. I, I'm trying to hit people in any way that I possibly can. Yeah, networking is super important. I'm glad that I was picked out of that that random madness that you had to go through to, to find some people. Yeah, yeah cause I'm seeing, cause I usually will look up every now and then on Twitch and I'm like, oh, who's playing Pixelot? And I'll see sometimes, you know, you got like 15, you know, 15 people are playing that game, which is really cool. So I love that. I love to I see the, yeah, exact. I, I think that would probably be one of the coolest things like being a developer and seeing people's reactions, like to playing the game. Mm -hmm. I, was, I, I, I had so much fun. It was such a blast playing that game. It was great. I need to, I need to do a little bit more of the post game though, uh, yeah. maybe on maybe on my own time because I know that I want to get. I, I there's all the do you do the achievements on Steam? Like do yeah, you set those up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we're level seventy. I'm like, ooh, only like three percent of people have that. And then it was like, I think I waited a couple days and then I played again. And then I was like, 
I was like, oh, it's not 6%. And I was like, I got to 80 and then I was back at it again. And then I was like, that was that was where I really hit a brick wall of like getting experience. I think really hard to 75, 80, yeah, that's what I was like. I don't know how much longer it's gonna take for me to get to 100 of grinding. Um, maybe you can uh, lend me some secrets of where I can go. <laughs> The dark, tower. the dark tower is an infinite oh, okay yeah that's what i thought yeah okay that's the one that i haven't done that one yet and i think that's also a smaller like a 2.5 percent completion of the dark mm -hmm. tower so yeah i was looking at the achievements i was like all right what do i gotta do i think i've got like i think i have like six left and it's like get to 90 get to 100 complete the dark tower and then like uh, some certain side quests i think were part of the achievement yeah yeah so just i think it's just those those few and then I should have it uh, 100%ed. But obviously, even if you 100% the game with all the achievements, you probably wouldn't be able to because there's so many, uh, like you said before, mixing and matching parties, right. party members, which it was kind of scary at first to like stray away from like what I talked about earlier. I'm like, oh, this is, I'm like, this is the team. This is the team for the game. And then yeah. you hit a boss and then you're like, okay, this is not the team for the game. And then. It just makes me want to start. Maybe it would be harder, or if there was a way that I can like go through the game and beat it without having such you know overpowered characters. But I think the way that you have it set up, you really need to focus on like the elements and making sure that people have power ups because some people are like way more glass cannon right. or squishy than uh, other characters are that take damage. And so I think maybe for end game, there's probably a set meta. For it but i'm sure you could definitely go through the beginning of the game with almost any character and like mix and match and see what you like best what what spells uh synergize with other spells right. which I, that was i i don't know if you came in at the very end but i figured out the greatest you synergy. had it yeah dude it. it was it was it was nuts i was like okay so if I do this and I get like 20% and that, that'll be that'll be affected on my next turn and then she does the one where you, everyone gets another 50% and then if you use this move everyone gets 50% but then if I used it I think it, my named my Dark Knight Crowley and then if I used it again where I got uh, I use this one move and it does like 40% extra damage plus 20% extra. I was like right. I, I was hitting 10,000 and that was the best the greatest numbers to see come up. I was just like Ooh, we hit 10,000. That, that, that should be an achievement, I think. I don't know if you had one where it was like it's a, a damage achievement, but yeah, it's damage. It's pretty yeah. yeah. You should definitely add that 10,000. Give me that extra trophy in there. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> when when that hit, when that number hit, I was like, oh, we're so close. I was like, are we going to be able to hit 10,000? And lo and behold, also, I'm really happy that you didn't add a like most Final Fantasy games where you need a limit breaker. Uh, you know how the damage stops at 9999. Nine, nine, nine. Right. This one you actually don't have to worry about that. Where you can go max health. Yeah, you need. To, oh, it's. Oh, it'll do the maximum amount of health. Okay. Yep. It'll never go over that. Okay. So then I wonder, if you ever did like bosses? It would be a massive, like hundreds it of thousands. But you, yeah. I don't think you could ever hit hundred thousand. Could you? I don't know. You're, don't the, know. you're, you're the man. I'll have to figure it out. I'll have to tinker a little bit with that then. Oh yeah, this Puppet boss music game. is awesome. <laughs> right isn't it it hits, it hits you it's yeah. so great yeah um i i love this ta this ranger tower especially for somebody like me who sometimes i will admit i will go through um <laughs> tutorials and like skip past stuff and i'm like oh shoot wait how do i do this so then you can go to the ranger tower and it takes you step by step like that's great i also noticed too um 
with upgrading your weapons and things. Like not only do you need money for it, you also need your materials. So like there's a gathering aspect too, and I love the gathering aspect. Um, what what made you want to implement that rather than just like, you know, buying weapons? Well, I feel like most games, you know, buying weapons, it's kind of straightforward. I think this adds a lot more customization. You know, you choose which items you want to upgrade. You can't upgrade them all through your, I mean, you could, you know, you spend extra time to do it, but if you just play through the game, you know, you're only gonna get so much of each of the materials. Yeah. You kind of decide, you know, which ones do I really like the most and it's really worth me upgrading. It adds like a new level to customization and kind of that RPG feel that, you know, people really look for when they play these games. I noticed that uh, towards the end game, there were some materials where I was like, oh, I only have like eight of these. All right, I guess I'll max out like, you know, my main guy. I always kept my... Oh, also, quick question before I get into that. If I swapped out my starter class, would that have an effect on anything? No, I mean, you, you'll still walk around as the same character. You'll still walk around as your starter, but right. you won't be in the battle. Okay. Because I did notice that um, when you get to a cutscene, it would be like your whole... Look, and I won't spoil, uh, you'll, it'll be the whole, you know, everybody talking, or at least the like main focus points of those specific characters during that uh, story. Right. So I really liked that. But I'd be like, every time I was like, man, imagine if I had, you know, my whole 30 squad <laughs> in this battle would be super easy. But yeah, I loved it. There's the story. I mean, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Super simple. Uh, it's done well. And I didn't really have any complaints about the story. Um, I think, Puppet, do you know when my uh, review for Pixelot will be up? We were saying the 27th, right? Yes, it, it will come up after, um, just because uh, I didn't know if you wanted to add anything after this interview. Mm -hmm. Or, um, yeah, and uh, we want to we wanna keep pushing this game. Uh, we're going to have some of our other streamers play this as well. And, uh, yeah. We Do you wanna... know who else is lined up to play it? Um, I know well, that, uh, Forest Faye was going to play She's playing it. Yes, Forest played it. I will play it. Um, I have a couple in the works. Um, but no confirmations quite yet. But we will let you guys know for sure. So check our socials, check our Discord. I think Stream Elements has been um, posting our Discord and such. Um, and okay, that's good. if you do Command Pixelot, you can also find this on Steam. Um, so, bro, if you want to do Command Pixelot for chat, um, I got it. It's thank, thank you. Uh, it is available now. Um, and there's tons of content here. For sure, so very much worth the, f the the fifteen dollars, and it's also a mobile game, which is cool. I always find that awesome because then you have, you know, for people who want to be more in the go or don't maybe have a PC that they can use, they can also and access it is it. the exact same game, right? It's the exact more, same game, more or less, or like it's the exact same game. exact same. Okay, yep, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Play it on the go. Play it in your chair. Play it on your go in your chair. Whatever you want to do. Is there the nice for you. thing about it is that it, you know, it auto saves for you, and you know the battles aren't too long, so it's pretty easy. You know, you you're on the train, you're going to the bathroom, whatever you're doing, <laughs> you've got ten minutes mm -hmm. to play. You can just pick it up, mm -hmm. do a couple battles, get a little further, pick it up later. Yeah, I like that it's it's super user friendly. You you'll always know what you're doing because there's always there's a quest booklet. I like that it's not too easy with like arrows pointing, you know, on they're like attack this guy. You know, I like the non-arrows. I like being able to hit the quest button and be like, okay, I need to go here. Instead of, like, it basically guiding me, holding my hand to the game. Got a little bit of freedom there. And 
especially when like when you get to what the arena and then the post game which i'm excited to do the post game because it's just i just like big numbers going up and i like doing a lot of damage you know and <laughs> that's that's like you were, i was sold on that so i'm super excited to yeah do some post game action so yeah, well, you just made it to the second town it looks like i did i did so <laughs> i know i know that you have a beautiful little daughter who needs to be tucked <laughs> into bed and i don't want to impede on that at all whatsoever um but i thought before you know before we finish up our interview if you want to um tell us anything else about this game if you want to leave us with anything i just want to say thank you guys so much for playing it like it's such a dream come true to see people play it and like hear what people think about it and you know i feel like just like my daughter, this is like another one of my babies, you know, I've been working on this for five years. It's been like a huge dream and passion. And, you know, whenever I reach out to people to ask them to play it, you know, I always tell them like it would mean the world to me. And like, it really does. Like, mm. you know, I feel like all this work, I just really appreciate like people taking the time to like look at it. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Well, it's definitely yeah. worth looking at for sure. Um, yeah. So again, uh, everyone, it is on Steam and also uh, on Android and iOS, um, and you are free to check it out. Wish list, if you aren't sure follow quite it. yet, follow, follow it. Follow Iceburger3 on Twitter for all his updates. Yes. Super important. He's very uh, active within the community, so super cool guy. I got one last question before you go, though, Kyle. Sure. Are you planning on making a sequel, or are you planning on making a different game? So my thought process was next, I'm probably going to try and make, I've been going back and forth about what I'm going to make next, but I think it's going to be kind of like a tactical RPG. Like Fire kind of Emblem like, Tactics yeah. or something? Okay. So kind of like a mix between that and like controlling a raid group in WoW. Okay. That'd be pretty neat. I guess one final food for thought. I know I said that was my final question, but <laughs> if you could, if you could, uh, if you could start over the game, would you do it? Like, would you do it again? different oh, for sure yeah yeah okay yeah. it was a blast nice. awesome i mean it was so much fun making this sweet yeah we had fun playing it i'm sure puppet's going to be really excited when she gets to kind of the more uh you know a little bit more uh i guess harder part of the game and kind of use her brain a little bit because i know <laughs> i had to oh no <laughs> using my brain yeah the dad jokes you know dad jokes 10 out of 10 the I'm skeleton sorry. ones are my favorite for sure yeah the ghost ones the skeleton ones yeah. also like the ice mages they're great i love it i'm looking forward to it all right thank you thank you so much kyle um and uh do you want to just uh plug all your socials and everything before we go sure um you know they're all iceburger three so if you search on instagram iceburger three if you search on twitter iceburger three cool the website is pixelotgame.wordpress.com it's pretty it's pretty straightforward i'm mostly <laughs> active on instagram and um twitter for sure nice cool perfect well thank you so much